It's really good to be back on Search the Scriptures today. What a blessing it is to have our listeners tune in with us and study God's Word on this radio program. We really do count this special to be able to open up the Bible and to be able to look into the Scriptures in depth and in detail and yet try to get across the explanation that is there for us all in a way that is easy to understand and that yet makes sense for our common lives, our daily lives. We're so thankful that you're here. We appreciate all of our listeners. If you're listening every day or close to it, or if you're listening uh, periodically when your schedule allows you to, or if you're listening for the very first time, we're thankful for you, we care about you, and we pray for you diligently. We really do. We pray that as you study with us each time on Search the Scriptures, that your knowledge of God's Word is going to continue to expand and broaden and deepen, and that you're going to come to appreciate the Scriptures more and more, and that as your knowledge grows, your faith will grow with it. And as your faith grows, that you're going to come closer and closer to, to God, and ultimately, you're going to make that right decision to follow Him, His way, the way that He has prescribed for us right there in His Word, the Bible. That is our prayer. It's good to be here always to study with you along with my brothers, Dennis Stackhouse, Dwayne Kennedy. Dwayne, good to be back with you. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be back on the program with you and with our listening audience. Glad that you are listening again with us. And if you are from the Omaha area, I'd like to extend my invitation to you to visit us at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ and study with us live and in person. We would also like to fellowship with you in any way that we can and get to know you. If you are from uh, the area uh, of Kansas, or even if you're listening to us on the internet, we invite you to continue to study with us. It's always a privilege to know that you are there. Dennis? Thank you, Duane and Gary. I'm certainly blessed to be with you both on the program today, as always, and I do look forward to another time of studying God's Word, digging into those rich truths that He's recorded for us. And for those of you who've tuned in to search the scriptures today, we certainly thank you for joining us. We do appreciate the fact that you do so, and that for most of you, you do so on purpose. You know, as we think about how important it is to study God's word, sometimes I led, I'm led to remember a statement that the psalmist made in Psalm 119, verse 160. There he said, the entirety of your word is truth. Amen. You know, sometimes we can get caught up on a particular verse or a particular subject and kind of neglect what God's word has to say about that verse or about that subject in other places. And here on Search the Scriptures, we're trying to do exactly what the psalmist had expressed there in Psalm 119, verse 160. We're trying to give you the big picture of God's Word. And as we do that, as you said earlier, Gary, we hope our listeners come to a greater knowledge of God's will for their lives because of that endeavor. Amen. And that really is what ought to be the goal of every single one of us. Yes. To come to a better knowledge of God's Word so that we can submit our will to His will mm -hmm. with the ultimate goal of being with Him for eternity in heaven. Very, very important. And again, that is very fundamental to the purpose of this, this ministry on Search the Scriptures. 
Well, we want to continue with the study that we began in our last program on discouragement. And we opened that particular study with an imaginary scenario that the devil was going out of business. And uh, we agreed that that would be a wonderful <laughs> scenario if it were true. Indeed. But the, the image that we tried to portray was the devil decided he was going to retire. And so he had all of his wares laid out on long rows of long tables and had identifying uh, uh, cards in front of all of them and a price with, with that, that went along with each one. And people were invited to come in and kind of shop his wares. But now there was one particular instrument, though, that was all by itself under a glass case, and it was marked more expensively than all of the others. And when people began to ask him, well, why is that one so much more expensive, especially in view of the fact that it's much more worn down than most of your other tools? And the devil said, well, that tool is discouragement. And it's more worn down because I use it more than almost anything else. And it's, more, it, it's priced higher, it's more expensive because it is more valuable than almost any of my other tools. And so he went on to say, you see, I can use discouragement on almost everybody. All, discouragement can get into people's hearts when almost nothing else can. And many people, and he said, this is the really cool part about it, many people don't even realize it's from me, that discouragement. Mm -hmm. And so there's the scenario. Well, of course, the devil isn't going out of business yet. In eternity, it looks like he will, but not, not while this world is still standing. But the truth is that the strongest people still become discouraged from time to time. And sometimes we might label it differently. We might call it the blues. We might call it, you know, Monday morning blahs. We might call it, dis, you know, depression uh, or something else. But the, the basic emphasis and result and effect is, is essentially the same. Mm -hmm. People become discouraged. You know, Gary, that's common to all of us. Uh, sometimes we may think kind of harshly about ourselves if we get discouraged, and yet you're right, we all face that. You know, life is not one mountaintop experience after another. There's always some valleys in between those mountaintops. Yes, the problem comes when a person finds the valleys going far deeper than the mountaintops rise, mm -hmm. and the plateaus at the bottom of the valleys lengthening out longer and longer and not finding that same experience with the mountaintops. Yes. Now, as we said, there is a clinical disorder that is a, actually a medical disorder. That's clinical depression. That's not what we're talking about. That's a medical disorder that requires medical treatment and help. But we're talking about that discouragement that we find ourselves facing, every one of us, basically, mm -hmm. on a common basis. Now, when we 
let that discouragement get us down and keep us down, well, then the devil has the door opened to him to walk into our lives and have his way with us to a great extent. Mm -hmm. You know, Gary and Dennis, we've talked about the idea that I'm getting ready to suggest on this program before, and that is I don't know how people who do not have God and who do not look to his word for encouragement are able to make it in life. That's right. Uh, They are so much missing out on the best life that they can live, the best life that they can have, even the way to endure those valleys that both of you mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, and we have talked about that in the past. With pe- for people who do not walk with God, I don't mean they, they don't have a belief in God. I'm talking about they don't walk with God. Um, they don't have that anchor that is so vital to their lives, to their souls, to their well-being, that can see them through whatever might con- confront them and challenge them. Mm-hmm. And, of course, as we, we mentioned, the devil is real. And he is powerful. Mm-hmm. He's always out there prowling around looking for someone to devour, That's Peter right. says. He's like mm-hmm. a roaring lion, First Peter 5 and verse 8. So we need to not be careless when it comes to our spiritual well-being. And the devil will, if, if he can't work on us any other way, if he can get us discouraged, get us down, get us looking away from God, well, then, again, that door opens, and he can step in and begin to have his way with us. That's right. Now, there's a great psalm that I think instructs us as to this problem of discouragement, and that's Psalm 42. We began to look at it in our last program. It did not get very far. Let's go back and read the first three verses again, Psalm 42, verses 1 through 3. Dwayne, how about reading that for us? As the... <clears throat> As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they continually say to me, Where is your God? Now, first, we see this great longing on the part of the psalmist. For God. He wants to be with God. He wants to have this close relationship with God. And yet it seems to be, at least the impression I get from the the tenor of of these passages is that he's missing that somehow. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, longing for Mm -hmm. God to Mm -hmm. be with God. This is very similar to what Jesus said in Matthew 5, I believe, verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Yes. A real longing, a desire for those things. And not just, not just you know, kind of letting this supposed relationship with God that some people suppose they have just happen by chance or be lackadaisical about it or careless about it. We need to long for that relationship. Mm -hmm. We need to purposefully strive to develop that relationship and nurture it Mm -hmm. and ask God for his nurturing as well. We really need to do that. Mm -hmm. And so the psalmist 
as that deer pants for the water. You get the impression of the deer, the wild deer out in the wild. And it's that time of the day when he needs a drink of water. And they seem to normally go through a, a pretty set migration route every day. And so it's time for that water, and he needs to get to that water, and he's heading for that water hole, whatever it is, be it a lake or a stream or a creek or a brook or, or some little uh, pond, but he knows where it is, and he's heading for it. He needs that water. And, of course, without water, we die, don't we? That's right. Mm-hmm. We do. And a deer would die, a wild animal would die, a human being would die mm-hmm. if you went, and you wouldn't have to go very long without water before that would happen. Mm-hmm. So he pants for that water. But now the psalmist, what his real point is, so my soul pants for you, O God. He really needs God. He longs to be with God at this particular time. Verse 3 lets us know that this is not a normal expression of longing to be with God. He's cut off from God here, Yes, it seems, at least in some way, on some level, to some degree. And we'll see that as we go on through the psalm, more specifically how that is. But he says, my tears have been my food day and night. He's in a period of despair here of forlorn. And I think we can say, especially as we go on through this psalm, he's discouraged. Yes. He finds himself, in his mind, at least in some way, separated from his God, from that relationship that he's longing for. And he's probably longing for it even more because he feels himself to be cut off from God. Mm -hmm. My tears have been my food day and night. He's in distress. He's in distress, discouraged, while they continually say to me, where is your God? Now, these would be his tormentors, enemies, almost certainly. They would be detractors. And I think what we see in this particular psalm is we're reading the words of either a soldier of Israel who has been taken captive in battle, or perhaps he's one of the Israelites during the period of captivity who were removed from their land and taken to a foreign land. Whatever the case, it would be something like one of those scenarios, I believe. And he finds himself in a place where his enemies, and the, the impression that I get is it's a continual thing. In fact, he says, my tears have been my food day and night. They continually say to me, so I think it's a repetitive and ongoing and and often repeated exercise that his tormentors, his enemies, his detractors are challenging him, are really ridiculing him to a great extent. Where is your God? He lets you get like this. You say you believe in an almighty God. How come you're here? Yes. How come you're our prisoner, our captive? Where is your God? In other words, he didn't deliver you. Mm-hmm. He let this happen to you. Mm-hmm. Now, not only then is he in this situation that he's in, but it is enhanced, the discouragement, 
by this continual confrontation, this continual tormenting and challenge, where's your God? Mm-hmm. You know, I think of a, a similar picture, Gary, when uh, Jeremiah was dealing in uh, his ministry. And during that time, the city of Jerusalem was sieged by the uh, Babylonians. In other words, they surrounded it. No one could get in. No one could get out. If you didn't have enough supplies inside that walled city, you were in big trouble. Because you couldn't get out to get to your food or to your crops or to get water or whatever it might be. And at one point during that time, the captain of the Babylonian army taunted the people inside the city by saying, hey, in essence, don't listen to Jeremiah. Your God is not going to deliver you. I mean, look at the cities we've already captured. God didn't deliver them. He's not going to do it for you either. Same kind of a picture. And of course, the same thing resulted. The people inside the city of Jerusalem became extremely discouraged. Yes, yes. I think that might have been the Assyrians. It could have been. I believe. It could have been. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, but it was the same scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were just taunting them. Yes. Hey, you think your God's going to deliver you? Mm-hmm. Look at these other peoples. Yeah. We got them. Yeah. And we're right here in front of your walls right now. That's right. And the, the, the message being... We're going to get you, too. That's right. Well, apparently this particular individual in Psalm 42 was captured. Yes. He was removed from his land. Look down in verses 9 and 10, Dennis, and read that for us, if you would. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with the breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me. Well, they say to me all day long, where is your God? Yes. Why have you forgotten me? Now, how many people have uttered those same words virtually, or at least thought them in their, in their personal minds? Why have you forgotten me, God? Why have you forsaken me? Mm-hmm. Why have you let me down? Why have you let this happen to me? Yes. And he says, I, why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Now, see, there's the enemy there. And so, again, we're probably talking about either a prisoner of war or one of the captives during the period of captivity. Mm-hmm. With a breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me. They say to me all day long, where is your God? Here is the taunt. Over and over and over again. wonder how many times he heard that. <laughs> Where is your God? Where is your God now, Israelite? You who believe in God, where is he? <laughs> he, let you get, get be, he let you be here. Well, how many people have wondered, God, where are you? Why did you let this happen in my life? Now, if this particular psalm is talking about someone who was taken captive during the period of captivity, we could answer their question, couldn't we? Yes. Mm-hmm. Why have you forgotten me? Yes. God didn't forget them. He walked away from them. 
That's right. Because they forgot him. Yeah. That's exactly, exactly right. right. That's why they went into captivity. Exactly. It was their sin. Mm -hmm. And a lot of and people, rebellion. yes, and rebellion, mm -hmm. their sin. And a lot of people today who ask, God, why did you let this happen to me? Why have you forsaken me? Why have you walked away from me? Why have you left me alone? Oh, oh no, no, friend, you left God alone. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the answer so many times. You walked away from God. You turned away from him. You entered into some kind of lifestyle of sinfulness. You became unfaithful. You broke the bonds. Exactly. In reality, if the distance between us and God has increased, it's because we moved. Exactly we right. We moved away from him. He That's didn't right. move away from us. That's exactly right. You know, think about you have a young couple and they get married, you know, and and they, they can't spend enough time together. And, but then gradually they find themselves, when they're driving down the road, they're not sitting right next to each other anymore. They're kind of spreading across the front seat of the car. And maybe they're not sitting there on the couch hugging and holding each other while they're watching TV in the evening. And one of them's sitting on the couch and one of them's sitting at the other end of the couch. Or maybe one of them moves to a chair. Then maybe they each get their own chairs. Maybe they're across the room from each other with their chairs. Well, well, wait a minute. People are moving there. Why aren't we close? Well, we moved. If you find yourself not close to God and not having a good relationship with God, let me suggest to you, I can almost guarantee you are the one who moved, mm -hmm. not God. I think that's precisely why James said in uh, chapter 4, verse 8 of his letter, draw near to God. Yes. Yes. And in the previous verse, verse 7, he says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's right. And I think he gives us the, the formula for resisting the devil, and that is to draw near to God. Exactly right. Well, our time has flown by today. We want to come back and continue with this psalm in our next program. And we encourage our listeners, we do hope that you're thinking about this. We hope that this is stimulating some serious reflection in your life because so many people need to reflect seriously on these matters. We hope to hear from you very soon. We'd love to send you that free Bible study and you can learn how you can assure that God will not walk away from you, how you can be true to him. Please contact us right away.